0: Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, ownership, and especially for real estate agents and realtors. Learn from the experts. Free land education. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant with the United Country Real Estate, Sutton Properties, along with my co-host, Teresa Martin, who's one of our agents. Good morning, Teresa. Hello. How are you today?
1: I'm sleepy. I'm tired. Real estate has worked me to death this weekend. We've
0: got a radio show. Come on. I
1: am. I have worked my rear end off this weekend.
0: Turn around. I want to see. (laughs) No, we're all working hard, and that's a good thing, right? Yep.
1: Real estate's booming.
0: Buying or selling homes, Land of Farms in Western Piedmont, North Carolina, or Southern Virginia. Give us a shout. We'll help you out. Our office is at 102 East Main Street in... Next to BB&T Bank in downtown Polly Mountain, North Carolina, our company website is www.allsuttonproperties.com. That's A-L-L-S-U-T-T-O-N properties.com. Hey, all of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute, our staff, and our members. And our site is www.rliland.com. Hey, if you're buying or selling land, you definitely want to go there first if you don't have a relationship with a real estate agent because we are the land experts So um, all over the country. So definitely keep that site in mind and go there if you need some help because we're, we're the folks to help you. Hey, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land. LandHub is the place to be. A program note. Dr. Barbie's Ask the Doctor show will now follow this show and will air at 10 a.m., so make sure you stay tuned. Dr. Barbie always has something of interest. Hey, Teresa, our guest today's Ryan Sampson. Hey, Ryan. How are you all doing? We're doing great. Where are you calling from? I'm
2: in lovely Tampa, Florida.
0: You are not. <laughs> not as nice as North
2: Carolina, but, you know,
0: it'll do. I don't know. We got such a beautiful country. Uh, You know, we do shows all over, actually all over the world, but um, I tell you, it's fascinating. I'd love to go to a lot of these places that we we, uh, interview in. You are an accredited land consultant like myself, just for the listening audience out there. When we get our real estate license, we're a real estate agent, and then states have other designations to become realtors when you join the National Association of Realtors. Your state association, and of course your local MLS or multiple MLSs, some people in multiple states or multiple markets, and then if you want to specialize, because our education is limited more to the laws and the agency and not to the specific types of real estate, like commercial real estate or property management, and even residential, but include land, then you join one of the organizations, and our organizations is the Realtors Land Institute. And we're what, 76, 77 years old, Ryan? Something like that?
2: Yes, I believe
0: that is correct. And I think we have a little over 1,300 members out of 1.4 million realtors in the United States. So I think we're one of the smaller organizations. And um, um, our accreditation or designation. We are exclusive, exclusive group. Oh, we're definitely exclusive. <laughs> That's why I won't let Teresa join. <laughs> <laughs> the boys' club. Boys, no, we got landladies. Mm. Got a lot of great landladies, and brilliant ones. But uh, the accredited land consultant designation—I've had mine since 2004. But that is the um, um, uh, the accredited land consultant is about 500, a little over 500 of us in the United States. So yes, Teresa, it is quite a unique group, and. Uh, We are the best of the best, and someday you will be an ALC, too, because I promise to help you, as I've helped others. So let's talk about Ryan. Ryan is an accredited land consultant, but Ryan is also a member of CCIM, and that's the commercial group of the real estate organizations. And he's with our great friend Bill Eschenbaum, Eschenbaum Land Company, as he mentioned, in Tampa, Florida. And uh, these guys have been setting it on fire down there. Uh, what have you done? Over $200 million? So I think you're getting close to, or something like that. It's crazy. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're over a billion and a half. A billion and a half? Boy, oh, I was a little short on that. <laughs> we did
2: 100, I think it was over 150 million last year
0: alone. So. Wow. And, I think, and in Tampa. And I think you've done about 500 million, haven't you? Uh, yes. In my career, I've
2: been personally involved in over 500 million.
0: See, Teresa? if I can do it, you can do it. Sounds
1: good. I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> she is working on it. We're I'm just see in what a, I
1: can learn from you today.
0: We're just in a little different market up here. We're a rural area, and, and um, we we have the numbers, but we it's minus a few zeros. But uh, <laughs> we do the work. Hey, for over a decade, real estate experience, Ryan has closed in excess of 500 million dollars in land transactions with the Eschenbaum Land Company. His transactional experience ranges from single. Tenant retail out parcels to large master plan communities and most everything in between as it relates to development of land. He's also represented Lanier, Newland Communities, Bank of America, Soho Capital, Duke Realty, and there's some acronyms on some of these others, bb and It's quite an impressive list, Ryan. He's also a principal in the company and spoken as a land expert over the years at multiple national conferences. So, um, you are quite a talent. You're also a member of NIOP, which is um, uh, one of the organizations uh, involved there. Tell us about NIOP.
2: Yeah, so uh, NAOP is the Commercial Real Estate uh, Development Association, formerly known as the National Association of Industrial and Office Properties. So, most of the commercial office, industrial and retail developers across the country uh, are members of, of NAOP, and so... I've been a member of that as well as the Realtors Lane Institute uh, since getting in the business back in 2005, and a uh, great group of
0: folks. Absolutely, and you were actually your chapter president. I, fortunately, I've been involved with uh, RLI since 1998 and our Carolinas chapter. I've been privileged to be president on two occasions and, um, and uh, provided guidance, hopefully, and, and kept our organization going. Uh, you also uh, serve on the board of Real Estate Investment Council. And of course, the Florida State University uh, uh, Trends Conference. Uh, you're a graduate of Florida State University in the business and real estate. That that's the one of the nice real estate schools in the country, right? Pretty comprehensive.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They have one of the uh, I think it's the top ten undergraduate uh, program in real estate. So.
0: But they don't teach anything. They don't teach anything about land, do they?
2: I don't
0: know if anybody teaches anything about land, quite honestly. I know. Isn't that something? You've got
2: to be a practitioner, but uh, let me tell you, it's a great business. It's fascinating every day. Well, Learn something
0: new. You're with one of the best practitioners in our industry, and that's Bill Eschenbaum. Uh, you can only speak the highs for him. He's been so involved with the organization. Uh, he uh, teaches quite a few of our classes. I actually wrote the comm- one of the commercial classes years ago. And uh, just constantly contributing, and boy, you guys have built one hell of a team down there uh, in your organization. I know every one of you, and uh, you know, I'm sure from the guidance of Bill, but you guys have put together one heck of an organization, and and um, speaks laurels for what you guys do. Right? Yeah,
2: I appreciate that, Lou. We've got five five brokers in our office. Everyone in our office is a CCIM, and everybody but one is an ALC. So we've got one guy that. Still working on his ALC, but the goal is for the entire firm to be to be educated and knowledgeable. And the best way to know that you're educated and knowledgeable is having your accredited land consultant designation. In our opinion,
0: you know you've been recognized for your achievements in our industry. Won several Nobel awards, including the Florida Land Realtor of the Year, first place, top producer, land broker, and overall deal of the year. And you were named both by the real estate uh florida and realtor magazines uh, the 30 under 30 class in 2008 and uh that that's quite a, an accomplishment too out of 1.4 million or at that time probably 1.2 uh to be honored that way so um uh, you know if you've you've uh, you got some nice laurels there buddy i appreciate it let's so, talk some land. let's talk about some land um you know, it's, uh, I, I just pulled this off of um, Lands of America, your area down there. And, and Teresa and I travel around the country. I think you've checked out our, our master website, Let's Talk Land.net. Of course, we're on Spotify and Podbeam. But you can see we've, we've traveled around the country intervo- interviewing ALCs and, of course, other groups and organizations. But we kind of like to talk about your area, your market area, uh, and, and why people should come there because uh, you're going to be the ambassador today. And then I think Teresa wants to learn about because uh, she's got uh, uh, what one, two, two commercial properties listed at least. I know you got one.
1: Well, I've got I've got one, but I'm working on another
0: one. So uh, she's curious about what the future is for the uh, commercial market, and uh, you're the, you're probably one of the best spokespersons that can bring everybody up to speed and what we anticipate and what might happen and not happen, and kind of give us an overview of that. So. We thought we'd round that out and anything else uh, that you'd like to talk about. This is your show. We want to promote you and your organization. and uh, so. But uh, there's this little tidbit. This came off of the Lands of America website. It says, unsurprising, Florida is a citrus-growing heart of the country, followed by California. The state also produces over half of the sugarcane and grapefruits in the United States. Lands of America has approximately 700,000 acres of Florida farms hunting and other rural land acreage for sale totaling about 14 billion overall value. Of the 67 counties in the state, Lee County is one of the most has the most land for sale. Looking at data recently recorded through Land's American Comparative Sales Program, the most land and rural property sales were recorded in Charlotte County. Some suggested agricultural applications for land currently listed for sale in Florida include timber, livestock, row crops, irrigation and agriculture use outdoorsmen can go hunting for wildlife including white-tailed deer turkey quail ducks and dove on land for sale here while fishermen can cast their bass and catfish trout and walleye so um you're in a very unique place you
2: know I, uh, i'm very fortunate that my father and mother moved me here when i was two been here ever since it's been a, a great place to uh, to grow up and
0: Where did you grow up, Ron?
2: I'm sorry, what'd you say?
0: Where did you grow up?
2: I grew up right here in Tampa. Okay. About two miles from our office. Wow. Kind of grew up here. I've seen it change over the last uh, 35 years. And right after college, came back and uh, started with Bill.
0: Wow. So it's changed a lot, huh?
2: It it seems like it changes daily. The amount of cranes in the sky and excavators digging up dirt i mean the the market here is just unbelievable and and quite honestly has been uh kind of since 2011 it turned back on and it's just been going gangbusters i mean the the mountain we've got a thousand people a day moving here uh net to florida and so uh i don't think we're building enough homes to to support them all quite honestly just more and more apartments and, and homes coming out of the ground every day
0: what type of industries are coming into your immediate market area
2: uh, we get a lot, and I mean a ton, of uh, financial services coming out of uh, the Northeast that want a little, little bit more spread out, uh, lower cost of living, better taxing climate, better weather, and uh, you know cheaper, cheaper all around boot uh, going. But we've got you know Chase Bank and uh, a number of, of big institutions. That uh, that are put their back office here. Raymond James is headquartered here. Jable Circuit that makes a lot of products for Apple is headquartered here.
0: So we're excited. What kind of population you have now in the in the city limit area? DJT.
2: Uh, we're, we're over a million a million people, I believe. Wow, so it's uh it's it's
0: exploding. So. Yeah, I grew up in Charlotte and left in uh, 1974, and population was 282,000 and course with the greater mecklenburg county it's been absorbed uh, you know it's uh, it's at that or better and become one of the banking the largest banking cities in the south so uh, you know it's it's uh i'm 71 now it's uh seen a lot of stuff happen absolutely what else can you tell us about tampa what, what why should people come there
2: so you know tampa is uh, unlike miami and orlando that is driven heavily by tourism or, inter- or international uh, tourism, as Miami is. Tampa is, is mostly a uh, back-office uh, working community that is uh, beautiful. I mean, the weather here is just fabulous year-round, right on the water, so we get a nice breeze. Uh, one of the best airports, some of the best uh, sports teams. We've got Tom Brady. We lured him down to Tampa, and you shot the Lightning that are, you know, always a contender in the playoffs, so... The weather in the and you know, uh, the cost of living here, it's it's a great place. And it's it's being echoed in our business. I mean, we're we're dealing with clients from New York, Chicago, California, Texas, and they're all coming to Florida, and they all like Tampa.
0: Teresa, you can't go.
1: They're talking about Tampa Bay is going to be tough this year. They said Tom's bringing a bunch of good ones down there.
2: Yeah, it should be a good
0: season. We'll see. Hey, our guest today is Ryan Sampson. This is Let's Talk Land. Our sponsor is landhub.com. Are you are looking to buy or sell land? Landhub.com previews thousands of properties properties nationwide. That's landhub.com. Brian,
1: tell us about what's going on in Tampa. Like, what's selling right now? What are you closing the most?
2: Yeah, so Teresa, thanks for asking. We are just being inundated with multifamily. I mean, the housing market in Tampa is just through, the, through the roof. We just closed another acre-and-a-half site in the channel side District for $6.5 million to do an 18-story high-rise. We've got suburban uh, apartments going through the roof, all in our suburbs, uh, and that's trading around 22 dollars to $25,000 per door for the dirt. So we've got a, a new phenomenon coming in here with single-story rental apartments, which is a, a pretty unique concept out of Arizona that we've closed a couple of years already. American Homes for Rents find a lot of homes for the rental pool. So, I mean, residential has really been uh, the boom here. Even with COVID, we haven't seen really any pricing deterioration or slowdown uh, other than kind of for the month of March. Everything else is, is picked back up, and uh, we're excited.
1: Yeah, I've heard that a lot too. Everybody says, well, with COVID going on or the prices dropping, we're afraid to list. I said, no, the prices are holding, they're strong, and it's a good time to list.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing that, that, I shouldn't say the only thing, but the things that did hit the hardest that we're seeing is just retail and hotel. Oh, yeah. Those have been the two uh, segments of, our, of the commercial market that have uh, taken a, a beating. Uh, I will tell you, though, I spoke to a couple of hotel folks that own hotels along the beaches. The beach hotels are back full. I mean, Labor Day weekend, full. You know, So people, I think, are, are, are vacationing or staycationing, driving to the beaches. they don't want to fly, but they're okay driving. Um, You know, so it's really that business traveler hotel is the one that's being being hit. The ones along the highway are are looking for that business clientele.
1: So you were talking about that since 2011, everything's been flying high. Everything's been really good. What do you see for the future?
2: Well, you know, fortunately for, for Tampa, knock on wood, I mean, as long as we don't have a big hurricane come wipe us out, I mean, we, I, I think the the climate here is great. I mean, we are pro-business, cheap place to live, great weather year-round, and, um, you know, it's evident that the the market continues. We've got, as Lou initiated or, or suggested, we got plenty of land here in between I-75 and I-95, it's mostly all agriculture in the whole state. Uh, so there's plenty of land for growth, and, uh, you know, it's a great place to live.
0: Hey Ryan, how is is the... we're,
2: we're bullish on the future of, of Florida land. That's
0: yeah. How, how does the government is the government pro growth, uh, or you still have a lot of red tape and you know it takes two to three years to get a, a site going and up up and going and how, how are you treated down there in terms of that? So,
2: so every municipality is different. I'll say at the state level, the governor is very pro pro growth, pro development, pro uh, business you know, each municipality is different. There are some cities and counties that are are more proactive and and encouraging than others. I'll tell you, in Hillsborough County and the city of Tampa, which is where we're focused primarily, um, it's slowed down a little bit with what's going on with COVID. And uh, some of the county commissioners are are really trying to figure out now the the overcrowding of schools and all the, the traffic on the roads and trying to figure out ways to make sure that we can still live in a great place, that we're not living in L.A. with, you know, sitting on the highway for two hours to go ten miles. But, um, you know, it, it, it takes about six, six to eight months to get permits on a site if zoning's in place. And if you have to rezone it, it takes another six, six to eight months to rezone it. So it's a it's a year to 18 months if you got to rezone it. But otherwise, it's I think it's pretty typical or normal. Yeah, that sounds so that sounds. Years.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty normal. Um, are you seeing, like we are here, um, people wanting to get out of the urban areas and get more into the rural areas? Are you seeing much of that? Or because of the positive growth and everything else, it hadn't really been an issue?
1: My husband had been talking about coming to Florida for a vacation spot. Is Tampa a vacation? Would it be a good place to come? Or what do you recommend? Well, you know what we... he's going to tell you about I... that. Well, I don't. Up. I don't know Florida. I, I would tell. You, I would tell you Tampa <laughs> Air Force. Yeah. Right
2: here in our backyard.
1: I, th- I think that's what my husband was, was talking about. I was just looking, and it said that it's close to the, the Gulf Coast, and that's what we were looking at.
0: You're not going to move down there, are you, Teresa?
1: Well, I guess not. We've got too much family up here. but Well, you can take the family. No, uh, well, I might one, want to get away from the
0: family. It's
2: only a 10-hour drive, so, you know, <laughs> 10 hours 10-hour drive.
0: Yeah, it's downhill all the way. So that's it. <laughs> downhill all the way. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and if you're looking, Teresa, you know, if you're looking for land, go to our website, thedirtdog.com. <laughs> you know, I'd like nice to land down there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: What's been going on with land prices in the last five years?
2: Uh, they're holding steady, I would say. I mean, uh, they were going up rapidly, but the county, at least the local municipalities have all, have all raised their impact fees and mobility fees, and they're, they're raising fees like crazy. I mean, those no Downey, it used to be $1,500 application to rezone. They just raised it to ten grand. Wow. I mean, they're raising their fees like crazy. Um, so, unfortunately, the landowners don't like to hear this, but the reality is that comes right out of the landowner's pocket because people are still going to pay the same rent, and construction costs are fixed, and the fees are fixed, and a developer is not going to do it for free. They're going to make the same profit, you know, and so the people that get hit are the landowners. Any fee increase comes right out of the value of the land. So we've seen land hold steady, well, and the fee increase has basically been covered by the, the growth in the rental rates.
0: What are your county taxes? You don't have state taxes.
2: The, the, the county taxes are about 2%, anywhere from one5 to 2% of the value of the property.
0: Do you have land use programs there?
2: We do. We have a, a future land use plan, a uh, comprehensive future land use plan that's put out by the state, and then you've got zoning on top of that. So.
0: Sounds like the place to be, Teresa. Sounds good. I'm afraid if Teresa comes down there, she won't come back home.
2: <laughs> I
0: do like the sun. The heat, the heat may get to some folks. You know, I do like
1: the sun. I moved
2: what? down from Chicago, and they were.
1: Well, that was that was a huge move. Chicago, the coldest place, the windy city to Tampa. <laughs> yeah, he should have expected that. Actually, we had a cup, a couple that we were selling their home and it was funny. They moved here, they moved to here from Chicago and they were they were trying to get out of the cold and they said that it was still too cold here for them, so they came on down to Florida. <laughs>
0: transition huh
1: yeah
0: so um ron what wh- did you get into um real estate and why did you get into specifically land and 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 then wrap it with commercial because that's been about 90 percent of what you do is commercial right
2: that's correct i mean you know our, our firm by land company we have agents that focus that specialize in different aspects we have uh one gentleman that focuses on agricultural land. You
0: can mention their names, Ron.
2: Yeah, Michael Strahan in our office. Great, great. Not not the football player, but you know, <laughs> a better a better guy. <laughs> yeah. Better,
0: better looking.
2: <laughs> a, a master's in uh, ag business from University of Florida, and all he does is ag land for us throughout the state. He, he, he's fabulous. And uh, Jack Taylor in our in our office. He focuses on uh, both apartment land and recreational land are kind of his two hobbies. Busters at that. And then uh, Chris Bowers in our office, his focus has been primarily retail, but uh, he's, he doesn't like to be pigeonholed into the just Uh, you know, 2020, and still with Bill. We've been through a couple cycles now together, and I've seen developers get crushed, and I've learned more. And, you know, the purpose doesn't too bad when it comes to, to risk reward. So it's, uh, it's, uh, that's what I'm sticking with. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that that was the uh, the route I chose and that I wasn't doing or industrial media, So
0: You mentioned that some, some of the developers got crushed. Why did they get crushed?
2: Uh, most of them got crushed, and I'm, when I say they got crushed, but that was back in the, the 07, 08, Okay. Okay. Uh, not recently. Uh, not recently. Yeah. yeah, and most of it was just over over leveraged. So.
0: It's a tough business.
2: That, back then, man, they used to loan a lot of money on land. You know. Yeah. I haven't seen really any land loans today to speak of, per se. Everyone's buying the land cash, and the loans are all construction loans tied uh, to projects, but. I, you know, if there's another downturn, we sold a lot of foreclosed bank-owned land last cycle, like 9, 10, 11 era. I, Bill and I have this conversation every day. I don't know if there's another downturn that there's going to be any bank-owned land or a, a vast majority of it will, won't be land. It'll be mom-and-pop retail shopping centers or, or, or vacant hotels or something like that because we don't really see any land loan.
0: That's interesting. But, well, you do in the ag areas, right? Obviously, you've got farm credit. Yeah,
2: and and, 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 I, and I'm not again. I I'm, I would say talk to Michael Strahan in our office for ag land. I yeah. just really don't know any, anything about sure. that. Other other than when I drive by, I can point out cows and, and orange grows and you know strawberries, but you know we, we, I don't. I, I'm not sure. Can't speak to the financing of uh, agricultural land.
0: We respect that. You you've got your own niche there, and you're doing great with it. So it sounds like Tampa's the place to be. I keep saying that because I know Teresa's going to come down there, and she won't come home.
1: I love the yeah. beach. Yeah, well, I love the beach.
0: You think it's you the got thirty a, minutes away? They I might have, have that. a place for her in Escherbaum's office. They sounds need, good. They need it they need a landlady.
2: Sounds good. We, we definitely need a landlady. She's <laughs> educated. If you are an accredited land consultant, once you get that, come on down, Teresa.
0: <laughs> I'm working on it. We got to get her there. It won't be long. She's so daggum busy. I, mean. I
2: mean, it, 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 It's amazing, Lou. When you get your ALC designation or your CCIM designation, these designations from the, the Association of Realtors, they really help you. you oh, totally. Much, and the people you meet in the classes, it's an, invaluable. I mean, we make so much money. One, one reason when I first got started, I said to Bill, why do I need to go take these classes? Because he's pushing me. And he goes, because well, you'll make more money with them. I said, well, how is, if I'll make more money, of course I'm going to take them. So it's, uh, it
0: sure come to fruition. Well, that's, a, that's an industry standard, Ryan. Uh, I mean, that's a fact, a statistical fact, that uh, the real estate agents that go for all these different acronyms, uh, whether it's just residential, the ones that go for the higher education are the ones that, uh, that succeed and do more. The, I think the statistic is uh, uh, 10% to uh, 90% of most real estate transactions. Hey, our guest yes. today is Ryan Simpson, and uh, this is Let's Talk Land. Thank you to our host, Landhub, View Thousands of Properties, for sale on Landhub.com. So we had the pleasure of having Eddie Blandon out of Charlotte on our podcast number 107, if you guys want to go back to it. And we had a very engaging uh, conversation about the future of commercial property. Uh, Eddie is currently the national president for the CCIM organization. I think you guys were like 4,800 strong, something like that you know it all? Pretty good size. But he's the uh, he's the national, pre- actually they call it it's an international position because uh, the Realtors Land Institute's son an international organization. But um, can, we kind of just took these different areas like retail, hospitality, and so on. Can, can you address what's going on, say, for example, in the retail market right now uh, uh, in terms of, For example, the mall. You know what's going on with the mall, so they're going to survive if they don't survive. What's going to happen to that space, Um, uh, office, office, and so on? I'll let you take over.
2: Yeah. So on the retail side, you know we're seeing a a pretty interesting shift here. Again, uh, in Tampa, with this is Ryan Sampson with Ashramal Land Company, but uh, we're seeing a ton of car washes and self storage coming. Out of the ground. I mean, it's just amazing that what used to be a, a, a Walgreens or a CVS on the corner is today a, an express car wash. And it's, you know, they're just popping up left and right. Uh, the malls are, are experiencing some major changes as well. We've got the, the West Shore Mall in Tampa where they basically knocked down some of the the, rest, the, the retail out parcel restaurants that uh, historically have been there bread and butter is getting ready to knock those down and build apartments in the parking lot and get rid of the, the surface parking lot, convert it all to apartments. And then uh, we're hearing from some other groups that they're buying old Kmarts and uh, closed down grocery anchored centers and they're converting them to self storage facilities. I mean, they're just taking an 80,000 square foot empty grocery and putting, putting it uh self storage. And then they're building out on the parking lot some other uses. So it's amazing the, the transition in retail. Um, I think the days of, of of going and buying everything in person are as long gone with this new normal after COVID. If you'll still have this, this, the need to go get your nails done or your hair cut or pick up a, a, some, some lunch or dinner. I think drive-thrus are going to be absolute necessity for, for most restaurants going forward. Um, and, and we're seeing some really uh, innovative products, too, with, kitchens that are designed uh, just for Uber drivers and, and Lyft drivers and DoorDash, uh, basically a ghost kitchen where a Chick-fil-A or Chipotle will make their food there. You would never know they're even there. It's more like an, an industrial building and that uh, you've got, you know, the Uber driver delivering Chick-fil-A to your house for the same price. Wow. And you you think it's coming from a Chick-fil-A, it's coming from an industrial building two miles from your house. Being picked up and delivered by, uh, by Uber. So it, it's retail is definitely changing, um, but I think there, there'll still be a, a need for it going forward. So we're still selling Starbucks sites, uh, you know, sites for, for, for restaurants. So it's just uh, it's changed.
1: I mean, I just got I
2: just got an email from another car wash operator today wants to build another car wash. So,
1: what about the hospitality industry?
2: Well, we've we've touched on that. I mean, I think uh, hospitality right now is, is is struggling, but I think, you know, long-term, the extended-stay type uh, hospitality is, is definitely looking for sites. And then, again, beachfront, great beachfront land, at least in our market, is uh, in such short supply. The, the, those hotels will, will always, uh, in my mind, have a, a ton of value. So I, I don't think you'll see a lot of new hotels, uh, limited-service hotels pop up for the next couple of years until we figure out, you know, business travel and, and what's going on. But, you know, long-term, I, I still think hotel is not a bad business to be in. There will be a lot of buying opportunities in the next couple of years.
0: Ryan, do you think some of these hotels are going to transition to apartments or condos?
2: Well, we're, we're, we're seeing that. Uh, so there's a one deal over in Ellis County where it's like a 1970s vintage
0: um
2: hotel and this was actually being talked about before covid where it was you know a, a really tight market they had a great business but it was an older hotel um but being because it was a 70s 80s vintage there were much larger rooms than today's hotel and so the owner said look I'm just going to convert this to uh, to apartments it's a, you know it's a a little bit larger hotel room than normal, so it's, and it's a smaller than a, a traditional apartment. We, we think we can deliver a cheap rent, a great location, and uh, and they liked it because they were buying the land across the street. They were going to build a new hotel under the same flag across the street and then switch the reservations over the day it opened, so they didn't lose, have any downtime or lose any reservations. Wow. Unless they switched the reservations over because they were going to lease the old hotel for apartments. Yeah, I mean, that, that could happen. That's clever. Sure. I mean, we, we've also seen uh, around the college campuses in Tampa that hotels are, are being uh, converted to student housing as well, permanent student housing.
1: So. Okay, I have a question, and this is a, a learning moment for me. Here in, in our area, all of the storage units are outdoor storage units. and They have, you know, like a garage bay opening and and that's the way they There's no indoor storage, but I'm assuming where these retail places are converting to storage units, that's an indoor storage, correct?
2: All, that's right. They're all indoor air-conditioned storage. Um, the ground-up ones we're doing are four or five stories. you got to unload your stuff, go down the hallway, get in an elevator, take it up to your floor. But, yeah, I mean, and they're getting huge rent. I mean, if you actually look at what the people are paying per square foot, they're paying more for a, a, an air-conditioned self-storage unit than you could pay for uh, an apartment of
0: the same size. Ron, just you know, some, footage some, something that came to mind. I've always, and I'm not a commercial person at all, um, very limited knowledge. I, I rely on you. If i got a commercial, I'm going to call Ryan. But um, um, I've always heard that the storage units is one of the best long-term investments out there of all the types of different commercial applications. How, how do you weigh that?
2: Uh, I mean, I think America in general has a problem. We just keep buying stuff, and buying stuff, and buying stuff, and then people have nowhere to put it. And eventually, you want to park in your garage. You got to get out of your garage, and you put it in storage. And you, you know, and then you pay them ninety bucks a month, and you never go back there. I mean, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, I mean, the business model has taken off. There's a number of rates that have formed that just don't sell storage facilities. I mean, the, the days of public storage. Uh, historically, the drive-up self-storage, you know, or, originator have, have changed drastically. It's shocking to me how, how how much these folks are paying. We're selling land, an acre of land for a million and a half bucks, and they're building a hundred thousand square foot facility, uh, facility on it, five stories. I mean, they require no parking. There's no demand on any school or uh, very little traffic. I mean, it's just a you know. Yeah. Forget it, forget it. Lock, put it in there, lock it,
0: it. And then if you don't pay, they auction off your stuff.
2: And then they auction off your stuff, yeah. yeah. So and, and you know, and it's all month to month, but you know, at the end of every year they just keep raising the rates 5% and you're too lazy to go move it. You just keep paying.
1: Okay, I'm going to take advantage of having a professional commercial man on my show right now. Go for it. I have a client. You can help me out with this. He has a 27 unit apartment complex and he wants to sell it but his apprehension is he doesn't want to have to pay a whole lot of taxes and he is a contractor also and he's thinking about selling the apartments because he wants to get out of the headache of owning apartments and he wants to build storage units so what how would you advise him
2: So, I mean, ideally, if he doesn't want to pay taxes to the federal government, he needs to either do a 1031, um, but that's still going to be tough for him to do if he wants to build ground-up storage, because the 1031 laws, whatever he sells those 27 units for, he's going to have to spend at least that much in the land. Price, and I think that's not going to make any sense. But see,
1: I have a building Um, that would be used perfect for this, and
2: that's what i a building, (laughs) If he bought a building for the same price and converted it, I mean, that's one way. The other way he may want to look at, which I don't know how, you know, the areas of North Carolina where you're focused, is these opportunity zones. If he can find land in an opportunity zone, I mean, that, that is a gold mine where he sells his apartment, he takes that money, he puts it in an opportunity zone. Opportunity Zone, builds his apartment, and that's a great tax shelter. See, my building yeah. is
1: in an Opportunity Zone that I have for sale. And his apartments, it's, it's- yes, and his apartments, they are not in an Opportunity Zone. So it would benefit him to sell his apartments yep. because it's going to be about an even deal here.
0: Money-wise. Yeah, sell the
2: apartments, take the capital gains, roll it into the Opportunity Zone, convert it to self-storage, and in 10 years when he sells it or, or any period after, Years owning it, um, it's all tax free plus the appreciation is
1: tax free. Okay, so, with the opportunity zone, I was thinking that we were like getting to the end of that. Where are we no, at? No, it's
0: just started. Is it just started? Yeah, I thought it was like 2008. two thousand and eight. Well, it's eighteen. I think, yeah, I mean, you know, you have to spend the
2: money within, or you have to set up an opportunity zone fund. And I'm not an expert. Maybe that'd be a great one for your next show. Uh, but you know, don't hold me to this. I, they talk to your to your, your CPA and your tax attorneys. But my my rough understanding is, you have kind of 180 days from when you you sell your property to roll your capital gains into an opportunity zone fund, uh, and then you have like another 180 days to put it in, to buy real estate with that fund, and then you have two years to improve that real estate. And I think the opportunity zones run through 2026, if I'm correct. So there's
0: still plenty of time. And they're talking about they're talking about extending that too. Yeah. And, and also on the tax,
2: but know.
0: And also on the 1031s, they've extended that 180 days because of the virus. So uh, I don't know the exact, but it's we're doing one right now on the farm. Doctors sold uh, some apartments and well, rolling I, in it.
2: I'll tell you, Teresa. You may also want to tell him. You know, now maybe some of the lowest capital gains tax rates we'll see again in his lifetime. Right. So
1: it's. It,
0: Good Never point. hurts
1: to make money and, and put the money in your pocket.
0: It's all timing in it, Ryan.
1: That's it. <laughs> Why do you think it'll be some of the lowest capital gains right now? Uh,
2: uh, I, you know, the, the political environment. You know, the, the, the national debt. I don't know how, how they don't raise taxes.
1: So. Oh, okay.
0: And it's not necessarily per, personal taxes. There's other types of taxes, like There's capital a, gains. A ca- uh, which doesn't affect everyone. That's, well, you know, it's a very small group of people.
1: Well, my my idea was for him just to pay me more and pay them less, but he didn't like that either.
0: Well, Teresa, you didn't <laughs> sell it right.
1: <laughs> I said, well, see, he's a friend of mine, so I thought, well, wouldn't you rather give it to me? <laughs> he, he he didn't he didn't go for it.
0: Wonder why? <laughs> Maybe he
2: would pay you to manage that headache for
1: him. Uh, <laughs> I don't want that headache. <laughs>
0: Ron, what's going on in the office world? What are we seeing now? Because you know,
1: so, so,
2: so you know, it's, it's very interesting. I talked to a lot of a lot of folks, and everyone's take is a little bit different. After Labor Day, most folks, at least in our market, have gone back to work. Yet there's still off. There's still companies in Tampa that are shut down through the end of the year. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's interesting. Everyone is handling it a little bit different. So um, you would think that. Get mass exodus of people trying to get out of their leases. But in, uh, in talking to some of our, our office brokers, that you know, uh, I always trust the broker. Um, that they're saying they're still signing leases, and that folks that maybe they're letting their employees work from home, but they, their employee used to be in a, a hundred foot cubicle, and now they're building out the offices, so they actually need more
0: kids going to school uh how is it affecting the hav industry the, the what industry the hav your heating air conditioning industry with all this uh, air purification and new technologies with white light lasers and 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 all the stuff is it is this you, yeah, you, you know when you're sitting in tampa i feel
2: like the ac guys always make money
0: well, I understand that, but I'm talking about <laughs> retrofitting the tech- with the new technologies. Yeah,
2: the, the, the technology is definitely changing. Um, you know, there, there, there's, there was a push. I mean, what was the 0506 was a big push for everyone having LEED-certified buildings, for, you know, green being a very green, energy-efficient building. Today, everyone wants wellness-certified buildings. Uh, there's a company in New York called Delos that certifies buildings well. And and how do you get a well certified building if you're pumping in
0: I've never seen. I've never seen in, in
2: two hotels, an Element Hotel and a JW Marriott. Both are under construction right now. That'll be the same way.
0: Wow, I've never seen Teresa take so many notes.
1: Oh, I'm figuring out how to make money on this show.
0: <laughs> well, duh. What do you think we? You th- I know this we're not one, selling this personalities.
1: One, I, this one is actually relating to my deal that I've got going on. I'm making big notes. So.
0: Yeah, that's the script we're supposed to leave here at the station. <laughs> this one ain't staying. You'll have to make
1: uh, copies. You know,
2: if, if anybody who's <laughs> listening to the show has questions, feel free to give me a call, 813-417-5928, or shoot me an email, ryan at com.
0: There you go, if boy. You stop, put, or, or answer All right. If question have questions. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you do that every other sentence. We'll <laughs> hook you up. Multifamily, what's going on there?
2: Multifamily, I think we, again, we touched on that. Uh, it's, it's, it's exploding, It's, it's the change of the product type is really what's intriguing me. I mean, the days of the three- and four-story elevator building, surface parking lot that, that we've come to know is, is changing, you know, almost overnight. Uh, we're now going to this single, basically, rental homes, but the homes are 600 square feet, 900 square feet, 1100 square feet, one, two, and three bedroom and uh, everyone has a backyard, and uh, everyone's got, you know, no one above them, no one below them. They've got a, their own parking right in front of their house, and they're getting 12 units per acre density. I mean, this, some of the products that people are coming up with, it's just it's amazing. I mean, I look at it, and I'm like, man, I would, I, I would much rather live in this than a traditional apartment, and, you know, and they're getting astronomical rents. It's just, uh, the, the, the change in, in the apartment world is, is unbelievable. I mean, if you're building an apartment today, the amenity package in any apartment is, whether it's, you know, a traditional apartment or some of this new stuff is, they're getting rid of some of the community rooms and they're putting in Amazon locker rooms. So Amazon, you know, you want to know where your packages are going to be. You don't care about some, some pool hall down that no one's going to use in the, in, some, in the community house. So they're building an Amazon room or Amazon Easy. delivery into your room. I mean, it's, it's fascinating the, the changes that are going taking place in some of these, uh, these apartment buildings. But no, I think apartments in Florida are, To do very well, very very well, especially with uh, people being able to move and not being locked down enough, or about maintenance and not having down payments.
0: So, this is gonna be a different world. You ain't kidding. This
1: this is blowing my mind.
0: Just you ain't seen nothing yet. Nope. (laughs) What about industrial, Ryan?
1: Industrial man, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger.
2: You know, a hundred thousand square foot. Industrial building became a four hundred thousand square foot industrial building. Became a six hundred, and then we hit a million square foot. And now we got these Amazon buildings that are two and a half million square feet coming out of the ground here. It's, just, it's industrial, bigger distribution. It, it's just it's you know along the I four corridor between Tampa and Orlando. It's just industrial building after industrial building. Home Depot, Pepsi, Coca Cola, you know, Rooms to Go. I mean, you name it. They're just building bigger and building bigger and bigger buildings. And uh, it, it, it's fascinating. Amazon is building a, I think it's a, I don't know if it's a two- or a three-story building that just announced in Temple Terrace, which is a suburb of Tampa. Three-story industrial building. So think about that. A semi-truck's going to drive up a parking ramp.
1: <laughs> that is crazy.
2: I remember hearing about this three years ago at an AOP event, and it, this was being built in Seattle. And they said, that this is the future of industrial, but that if it to come to Tampa, the industrial rents would have to be at least $15 a square foot to be able to make the construction cost viable. And, you know, back then, our industrial rates were like $3, $3.50 a foot. And so they said, so maybe in like 50 years it'll come. Well, three years later, we it's got here. Amazon coming out of the ground with one. So I don't know what rent they're paying, but it's, uh, it's amazing. They just, you know, they're all about... Being close to people and and I, I guess
0: the business is good for Amazon. The stock's up seventy percent year to date. So, you know, so, something's going on in there. Something's going on. That's right. <laughs> oh my. Uh, let's go back to industrial. While well, we're still there, uh, any of these going to include solar? Solar roofing? Uh, no. Application of solar.
2: We have, not, we have not seen solar roofing. We have sold a fair amount of land. The, the power companies that are doing the, you know like uh just mass solar fields but we have not seen any put on the roofs
0: wonder why that's okay. interesting what else in commercial before i tell you uh, you're opening teresa's eyes up here
1: well
2: yeah i mean yep. the, the one thing we haven't talked about is medical i mean all right how uh, uh, do we miss medical w- w- we're in florida so I don't want to say there's a lot of retirees down here, but, you know. You, you know Old parts unique. like me. Yeah, I mean, these, these, these medical buildings, it's just astronomical what where they're coming from. And There used to be in the state um, what's called a certificate of need, so you couldn't open a hospital without getting a, a certificate of need at the state level, and the, the state kind of limited mileage and radiuses of how far a hospital had to be, kind of a, a monopoly. If you ask me, well, the governor... About a year ago, lifted that, removed the certificate of need requirement, and now you've got hospitals popping up literally across the street from each other, just, you know, fighting it out, tooth and nail for clientele. It's amazing, the medical explosion of both, you know, urgent cares and satellite branches and um, –
0: All the, where's all the people, money coming from? Is this international? Is this... Um, no,
2: I think they're just coming down... Hedge I-95. funds. I an I-95, man. They're just following the highway down.
0: They're selling their stuff up north and uh, doing 1031s and reinvesting it.
2: I mean, if you, know, if you, if you sell your home.
0: Keep coming. To have you. <laughs> well, I think Teresa's packing her bags when she leaves the show today.
1: <laughs> First, I gotta sell this bill that I'm sitting here <laughs> talking thinking about. So, have we got time? Can I ask some questions about 10:31s? Have we got time for that? You
0: got whatever, whatever, Ron. This is Ryan's show.
1: Well, do you get know anything about 10:31s? Way. Like how they work? How they work? Yeah, I'd like to understand that a little better. 1031
2: is a uh, the tax code, and uh, essentially, when you're going to sell your property, whatever the uh, the sale price is, you can 1031 that. So, real estate can be sold and reinvested in any other class of real estate. So, if you sold a building, you could put it, buy another building, you could buy a hotel, you could buy land. You just can't buy a primary residence. But any investment real estate you can you can transfer it into. The secret is you've got you can't take possession of the money, so you've got to get an intermediary, a 1031 intermediary involved. Most title companies all have them, um, or we can we can put you in trust with one. And so when you sell the property.
0: up to three properties.
2: And you can buy up to three properties. That's right. You don't have to buy just one. So if you sold a property for a million bucks, you could buy a $100,000 one, a $300,000 one, and a million dollar one. And, and then you can put
0: still going to get you, Teresa, because if you sell one or more of those properties in the future and don't do a 1031 exchange again, they're going to go back and cap- pick up all those taxes that were deferred. That's right. Okay. Okay. So most people do a 1031. In a period of time, they'll do another 1031 and they'll do another 1031 and they'll keep rolling those taxes.
2: But you, so, so, Teresa, here's a great example. We sell a lot of land and a lot, a lot of land, I don't want to say all of them, yeah, you know, there's an old saying that the landowners are land rich and cash poor. Mm-hmm. So a lot of landowners they just want that cash, right? They've had this land generationally, and everybody with a lot of money, but they, you know, they're just trying to to make ends meet. So if they sold their land for ten million dollars, instead of paying the IRS, you know, two or three million dollars in taxes, they could put that ten million and then buy a a public anchor shopping center. Million dollars a year in income, so not only have they 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 not paid the IRS the taxes, now they have an income stream of a million bucks a year. Right. You know, and quite honestly, after a couple years of owning it, they could refinance it and put more put a mortgage debt on it of five or six million, and pull that out tax free. So there's there's all kinds of loopholes, but we, we see a lot of landowners that sell land and then buy income-producing properties just for the cash
0: flow. Okay. We'll give you 30 seconds to wrap up your show and then uh, tell us how to get in touch with this again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the uh, easiest way to get in touch with me is phone number or email. Ryan Sampson is my name. Phone number is 813-417-5928. And uh, email is ryan at thedirtdog.com. dot com. It's are to spell the National Land Company. We are the Dirt Dogs. So ryan at the dirtdogs.com And we specialize in selling land uh, all throughout Central Florida. Been in business 28 years, over a billion and a half of uh, land sold. And we'd love to talk to any landowner or potential buyers and answer any questions they have, if we can help them facilitate the transaction. We're doing about uh, 60 deals a year in our office. And uh, I think we've done uh, almost every type of land you can imagine, from landfills to burrow pits for dirt to
0: uh, any type of development. So love to help you. Ryan, it has been a privilege to have you on the show today. Um, I love knowing you. I love being part of the Realtors Land Institute with you and all of our other buddies. And uh, we want you to come back and and update us here in the future. Uh, And I'm sure uh, you'll have a few more laurels uh, to do. Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you would like to suggest, we would appreciate them. All questions are welcome, and all of our guests may be emailed with your questions or comments as well. This show is for the public, and most importantly, for real estate agents who do not have a source for land education. All shows are downloaded after the show on our master website, www.letstalkland.net, Podbeam, and Spotify. Teresa, how do they get in touch with you?
1: They can call me at 336-209-2937 or email me at Teresa, T-E-R-E-S-A, dot at gmail.com.
0: And mine is Lou, L-O-U, at mylandpro.com. My phone number is 336-669-1405. Rodney, how do they get in touch with us here? Well, they can go to our website, Lou. They can go to WKTE1090.com, click on the website there, and give you all the information about the station and the programs we have on. And also, if they'd like to listen to the radio station, not in our listening area, they can download the Simple Radio app. Simple Radio app right there on the website or just uh, to the app, whatever yeah, either app. Way, either way. Yeah, they can listen, listen to us do... anywhere in the universe. That's right. The yeah, whole universe. whole universe. And what do we play at WKTE1090 AM? Teresa.
1: Happy music. That's right.
0: Shout out. Happy music. That's right. Look, she woke up. She woke up. Yep. (laughs) We got to keep people happy. (laughs) And we won some nice awards. Yeah, five years in a row being the uh, station of the year uh, uh, on the East Coast. The whole East Coast. Yes. And you got a nice award recently. Yeah, last year, 2019 Reader's Choice Award uh, for announcer of the year. Wonder why. Yes, maybe again this year, hopefully. Guess, Guess what time it is. What time is it? Time for Dr. Barbie. That's right. See you next week.